started first on the way. Catch the wave on the NFI coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina in the studio of the NFI Gospel Network. Catch the wave on the NFI. Everybody say it.
young kid, I felt it deep down in my bones. Father, when I met you, I knew you were there in my soul. No, I never needed a reason. It's faith like a child to see the divine with more than my eyes. I found faith, undeniable faith. I found hope, undeniable hope. I found love, unconditional love that won't let me go. Pointing to your name It's been 2,000 years And hearts still change It's clear to me You're here with me God, you are undeniable 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 Indisputable Irrefutable This is what I know In my bones It's clear to me You're here with me God, you are undeniable now I'm a little bit older and I shoulder the weight of these doubts. All of these questions keep pressing me to figure you out. But even on the bad days when my faith is wounded and weak, I fall to my knees and pray for a mustard seed of faith. Undeniable, 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 indisputable, irrefutable. This is what I know in my bones. It's clear to me you're here with me. God, you are undeniable. It's clear to me, you're here with me, God, you are undeniable, 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 indisputable, irrefutable, this is what I know in my bones, it's clear to me, you're here with me, God, you are undeniable.
very pleasant good Sunday morning to you. We are right at uh, 938.
Dark Holiness Church, NSI, radio broadcast. We believe in God-powered preaching, sound doctrine teaching, and hallelujah praise. Join us with an open heart and a listening ear, and let a friend know we are on the air. Please pray for Overseer William Eli Radcliffe as he gives us a divine word from heaven. Now, Pastor Radcliffe. Just begin 
the Montgomery bus boycott in Alabama, which became the start of the civil rights movement in the United States. People always say that I didn't give up my seat, but I was tired. But that isn't true. No, the only tired I was was tired of giving in. I am Rosa Parks, civil rights activist. My name is Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumplett. I was born on February 8, 1831. In 1860, I was working as a nurse when a group of doctors noticed my cooperation and dedication. They encouraged me to apply to medical school. They all wrote letters of recommendation and in 1860, I was admitted to the New England Female College. I graduated in 1864, first African-American woman in the United States to earn a medical degree. The only African American woman to graduate from the college. I am Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler. Katanji Brown Jackson. I was born on September 14, 1970 in Washington, D.C. I graduated from Harvard Law School in 2013. I am an American lawyer and judge. Most importantly, I am an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. I was nominated to the Supreme Court by President Joe Biden on February 25th, 2022. I am the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court. I am Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. My name is Thurgood Marshall. I was a I, civil rights lawyer and judge. I was the first African-American associate justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. And my name is Thurgood Marshall. My name is Angela Davis. I fought for civil rights, women's rights, and I social justice. I was one of the black leaders of the Black Panther Party. My name is Angela Davis. Okay. 
My name is Guyan Stewart Blueford Jr. I was born November 22, 1942. I was an American aerospace engineer, retired U.S. Air Force officer and flight fighter pilot and NASA astronaut. On August 30, 1983, I made history for the Space Shuttle Challenger. This flight marked the deployment of vital communication satellite. I am the first black astronaut. My journey shattered racial barriers and ignited the dreams of countless young people. I am Diane Buford, astronaut. Give a round of applause. It is a
guys. They look so good. So next week, next week, Sunday, we're coming back. Our dancers will be back. A salute to slavery. I know it sounds strange, but we got to recognize that it did exist. A salute to slavery. Come back, hear about the song, Hold How Long? Recognize, you know, the, the flight the, the, that these people struggled through to try to make it through with that message in their heads, how long? You know, how long is this going to last? So come back and hear a slave tell of her story as she traveled through slavery. Then on the fourth Sunday, the fourth Sunday we'll be performing a dance to the song Glory. So come out, everyone, and then there'll be a special little song from all of our kids and our young, older teenagers on the fourth Sunday as well. So all of you, please come back. Third Sunday, fourth Sunday, we need you back to support our youth because as the song said, the children are our future. So let's come back and show them that they are loved. Thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, you know the song is passing over the hallelujah, oh hallelujah, hallelujah, you know the song is passing over, you know the song is passing over, you know the
did not I did a summer camp, but I did a summer camp to offer the children, and I didn't have the backing of a major organization. And she introduced me to this speaker, and she said, "This this guy, he's a poet. You know, I'm, I'm a former doc. I won't set no poetry." And he came in, and you all, let me tell you something. All the things that I knew, that I thought I knew about teaching young people, he added so much to it. He came, he taught a poetry class, he produced a book of poetry for our young people. He went out and he played football with us. He invited us to different things. So I want him to understand how much I appreciated him for helping me that summer. Because through his efforts, there are uh, many of those young people in, from that summer camp who went on to publish their own poetry as, as adults. They went on to, be, to write music for music industry executives. They went on to take the skills that he taught them because, you know, when he first came there, he said, I ain't no teacher. And now I told him to come speak, and I was talking to him about poems. He said, I'm a retired poet, but I don't know about that. And this young man hails from Plymouth, North Carolina, from God-fearing parents that he talks about so eloquently. He sojourned to Winston-Salem State University. He also attended St. Augustine University. And he's an a author. He had his own uh, publishing company. He is now a seventh-grade educator, educator at Lowe's Grove Middle School. He's the homie. He's the friend. Every now and then you see him on a flyer doing some type of spoken word and bringing our people together. He has a heart bigger than probably this church. I'm glad to say that he has a, a lovely young daughter who's a dancer at, uh, at the University of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. He has a son who's a defensive end slash linebacker. What is it Northern? Northern in Durham. He's my homie, a man after God's own heart. He would describe himself as a man looking for some redemption. But my friend, Mr. Tim Jackson, hear him for his grace and his ability. Amen. Good morning. How y'all doing? Oh man, sounds good when he said <clears throat> that's all I can tell you. Um, first of all, I want to give um thanks and, and gratefulness to even be in the presence of you guys this morning. It's an honor to be here. And um I'd like to give a shout out to the pastor. Um, thank you for allowing me a moment in your space. Um I've always been taught that when you go to speak before people, you have to give honor to the pastor for allowing you that. Um, so I'm thankful because it's it's tough um, to be in front of a congregation that he is he's been 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 led to shepherd, and you don't want to mislead his flock or or put him in a situation where his flock is got somebody before them that's not worthy. So I'm honored to be here, and I'm thankful for this opportunity. 
as um, Brother Demetrius said in his <clears throat> so eloquent introduction, um, I appreciate it, by the way. Um, I'm a middle school teacher. I, I teach ELA in, in the seventh grade. It's a trying time for young people when they're in middle school. So I'm thankful and I'm blessed to be able to be there and be present for them. And one thing I try to give them um, as a teacher is the teacher that I never had. That's what I try to be. I try to be a teacher that understands where they're coming from. And most of the time I ask my students, how real do you want me to keep it? Like how much of this life do you really want me to put in your hands at a young age? But what I tell them all the time is a lot of the people we study, as you can see, the African-Americans that we study that rarely come through the school that we're going to study. But a lot of the people we study, a lot of the writers that we read, a lot of the scientists that they study, mathematicians, whatever subjects they're taking, musicians, our people when they were doing it, they were young. They were really young. And um, so I encourage my, my students and I encourage the young people in this church to know that you're never too young to start asserting yourself. You're never too young to start using your voice. You're never too young to start working for the changes that you want to see because most of the people that we look up to started out when they were very young. And most of my students are like 12 years old, but um, the Angela Davises of the world started their journeys like at 15, 17, 18, 19. That's right up the road for them. And they had to start that thought process earlier than that. So I try to get my students to understand the thought process of it's all inside of you. You know, everything, everything you're looking for. You don't need your phone. You can use them. I deal with that every day in the classroom. Put your phone up. Um, but I try not to bash them about it. I try to let them be their best selves the best way they can. And if they're going to have a phone out in class, they're going to use it for research. So I don't try to fight with them over their phone. I try to find a way for them to use their phones. But I, I constantly let them know that whatever you're looking for is all inside of you. Your ancestors, the ones that walked before you, they had to go deep within themselves to find the courage um, along with the grace of God to accomplish the things that they accomplished. So don't look too far outside of yourself for a lot. Really, really focus and quietly listen to yourself and go deep inside yourself and try to find the courage um, to be your greatest self. Um, one thing I try to tell him is that even though I'm a poet, it didn't take away from who I was. It was just what I found deep inside myself that God had given me to share with others. It didn't take away from my love for football, as he said. <laughs> it didn't take away from going to the gym to hoop with the boys, listening to rap music, growing up like everybody else, hitting the streets like everybody else. But when I find, found myself looking for redemption, to the mistakes that I made, I went inside myself. And inside myself, I found the gift that I had always had, which was poetry. 
and I began to use it. And that's what took me in front of this brother. Just being out using my gifts, I was asked to come and be a part of the same thing that um, he was asked to be a part of. And I want him to know I learned a lot from him too because I was very, I was just all about, man, God got me. And he told me how to organize and taught me how to bring paperwork to what I was doing. And so it was a a give and take, and so I learned a lot. And so that's what I want to leave with the youth is you have to go inside yourself, be willing to share of yourself, and when you meet people, make sure that it's a give and take situation. Don't be afraid to set your goals. Don't be afraid to write it down. And as you move towards things that you know you want to do, that's how you know if the things that are coming from the outside is going to help you get to it or not. So when you're facing something, you measure it against what you want and who you want to be. And if it doesn't benefit you in that way, you'll know right from wrong. And um, just keep pushing. And in this time frame, I'm going to share my gift. Um, Hopefully my gift is a benefit to everyone because as adults, we are the ones that are watching. We're the ones that are taking all their cues from And when you're in the classroom with students, that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that they learn a lot of their behavior from the behavior and the habits that we won't give up as adults, you know. And um, when we were young, we did do a lot. And I know I did a lot. And you're going to hear it inside of my poetry because I'm going to present the testimony as it was given. But I did a lot. But my search for change started when I was young. And and I want to say I gave my life over to living right and trying to be a God servant, probably in 1996. I'm 52 years old. And um, at 52 years old, if I started something in 1996 and I started working on trying to correct myself and I got to a place where I'm 52 years old, it's some things that should have been corrected by now. There's some things I should have done put to the side by now. But because when I hang out with my boys and I hang out with my peers and I don't judge and I don't criticize, but I know that a lot of us are still doing things that by this time we should have already corrected because we know better. And when we know better, we do better. And when we do better, the kids coming behind us do better. And so I've learned that. And when you're in the classroom, and you're dealing with kids who got parents that are doing things and grandparents that are still doing things. You can't blame the kids for but so much. You really can't. And so I'm glad that God put me in a position to be in front of young people every day. And when you're in front of young people every day, you don't have nothing else you can do but check yourself all the time because you're the example. So I love being a teacher. I love working with young folks. I coach girls basketball, boys baseball. So I'm with the kids from like 8 in the morning to 8 at night every single day. And um, I'm just there for them. And so to the young people, I know your struggles. Just keep pushing. Don't give up. Don't let nobody tell you that you can't. And um, if I make it, to a day where you cross my path in the classroom, all I'm going to tell you is be your greatest self 
Go inside yourself, find your voice, and um, I'm going to be your life coach, and we'll get to the ELA later. But that's how I do it. And so now I'm going to share hopefully three poems with you real quick, and I'll get out your way so you can see an expression of the gift that God gave me. The first poem is my journey in all its totality. It's um, something that's going to always be with me. Most of the time when I go out and speak, I'm going to always do this poem. It's been with me um, since the beginning, and it encompasses my journey. And the name of the poem is, I'm trying to get to God before the devil gets to me. All right? That's going to be my journey for the rest of my life. Now, the things I think about in this poem or talk about in this poem are things that were going on with me um, at that particular time. The devil never goes away. Your struggles never go away. Sometimes it just take on different faces. So whatever you're dealing with, you can just implement it in the poem. And we deal with new things daily. I reach the turning point. That soul starts to ache and get the burning point. I cut back on the blunts. The cigarette still got me, and every now and then I would burn a joint. And I was walking through a cloud of smoke about to choke. And I was trying to get to God before the devil gets to me because he's constantly chasing me. Keep temptation in the form of beautiful women constantly facing me. But I know if I fall a victim to what some of these women call a relationship, there'll be no replacing me. But I'm not hating me. I'm loving me constantly. I love everywhere I've been. I love everything I've done. I love everything that I've become because only I know the hells from where I came from. And I left those hells. And I was trying to get to God before the devil gets to me because he's forever close by. The devil is always on my back, possibly because I love every man that's black, from the professional man to the man who smokes to the man who sells crack, because I got a piece of wisdom I can drop to anyone to help them get their lives on track. I'm just hoping I don't get caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time like when I was out here driving without a driver's license or trying to buy a dime or a dime piece as a piece of me, try to get the rest of me to follow the path of trying to get to God before the devil gets to me. Cause now he's in my vision. I can see the devil clearly. I can even see the devil in those who say they do love the Lord dearly. Sometimes the devil and I, we see eye to eye. That's when I'm standing in the mirror. And the eyes of my reflection told me that if I ever wanted to be a part of anything that God is planning, that the only people in my way was the one in the mirror standing. So I'm standing there. And I'm trying to get to God before the devil gets to me. That's when the words of my elders came rushing back to me. They said, son, if you're trying, then you're lying. So I quit the whole thing around. I got to God, not to the devil, I can't be found. I'm covered in grace. I drop my pride, and I stay walking so humble now. And all the negativity that have been around me, I'm starting to see it crumble now because I got to God. 
Them devils can't make me stumble now. Thank you. Don't do that, 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 don't do that. Don't do that, don't do that. Okay. All right. I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. All right. As as a black man living my life, um y'all know the journey. I'm a I'm a I'm a late eighties, nineties kind of guy. So you know if you're a late eighties, nineties kind of guy, you already know what it was. So the one life-changing thing for me is I had a daughter. I I mean, I really had a daughter. And so I don't know who's had a daughter as a man that lived a certain way, but when you have that daughter, everything come crashing down. You think about everything. And the one thing that saved me is, I said, why would I have a daughter? And somebody told me, like, man, if God gives you a daughter, then he trusts you. You know, it's a great responsibility. So it came out like this. I got a daughter now. I mean, I really got a daughter now. And I'm thinking that some people want me to tell her that. Equal opportunity is the same thing as equality. Now, that would be silly of me, for that may never be her reality. And I know she's going to have and take her opportunities, but somehow, some way, I still refuse to just let her be. Another disenfranchised black female brought about by the atrocities of mankind. So there are a couple of things that I got to tell my daughter that she must keep on her mind. Like the universal laws in order to keep on a soul divine and to let no one control her time, nor space, and to keep herself chaste because her virginity is probably the only thing that will ever be a friend to she. And if she give that up too soon and get caught up emotionally, a true friend she may never see. I got a daughter now. I mean, I really got a daughter now. And I was feeling kind of strange when the heavens blessed me to have this daughter. Matter of fact, my mind was going kind of deranged when the heavens blessed me to have this daughter. So I'd be sitting at home thinking to myself, how am I going to raise her in this new world order? So before I let this society take my child and hate my child and rape my child, I'll look to the heavens and ask my father to forsake my child, take my child, break my child into little bits and pieces. He can feed her precious soul and body right back to the earth because I don't want her walking around some of these people with a weaker thesis. We're not our brother's keeper, so who's going to keep her? When all is done and I'm gone and she's alone, who's going to keep her? I got a daughter now. I mean, I really got a daughter now. So if you're not raising your son to be a true good son, you better tell that bad little boy to avoid her now. See, it's so hard to get my little queen praised when I can already see no little kings are being raised. And I would, and I should, and I could tell her to keep herself covered. 
But then I would have to tell them that a lot of women who are covered, they just be undercover. How in my own lifetime I truly did discover that even those who say they're doing it for spiritual reasons, they be simply hiding the heathen and they don't practice what they believe in. So I tell a baby girl, you wear what you want. You go where you want. You be who you want. You just try your best not to deceive men and listen to your own heartbeat as your own heart beats and spins. Because, see, I got a daughter now. I mean, I really got a daughter now. And she is my seed. So I'm the one that's giving her some water now. So she can grow and blossom and bloom and never be consumed nor confused into chasing the wrong American dream. Because, see, my daughter... She is so much more than an American queen. So when she go to sleep, I tell her, sweetheart, just interpret your own dreams. And when it seems that no one sees it your way, I tell her, don't worry about it. Some of them just forgot what being a virtuous woman means. But see, I got some ancestors. That means my baby girl, she got some ancestors. They got sores on their feet that fester. From walking upright, they kept their back straight, eyes open, no fears, no fright. They was just keepers of the light. And my baby girl, she has got to be a keeper of the light. And all of y'all that came and witnessed me on this mic, please be a keeper of the light. Because I got a daughter now, and she watching you. Thank you. Last poem before I go, last advice to the youth, to everybody, keep pushing. No matter what, faith don't never stop. A lot of stuff come to an end, but faith don't never stop. Keep your faith. As I was walking the roads of life, I found the roads of life to be a little bit rough, to be a little bit bumpy. So I no longer walk on the roads of life. I took myself up off the roads of life, and I strictly walk on water now. Because, see, my faith be so strong. Even in the face of those who say I'm so wrong, I was waiting on the spirit of righteousness to drop inside of me for so long. And I use my poetry to warn you and prepare you for the wrath of God. I be calling all of my people to align themselves with the path of God. I got a Holy Spirit of righteousness continuously dropping inside of me so I can no longer stand just having half of God. So I got up off the fence. I mean, I jumped up off the fence so my pathway it could condense into a straight and narrow walk. You see, I got to a place in life to where I'm sick and tired of hearing the Pharaoh talk. Some of my people even got the Pharaoh's walk down to a science. They trying to live an American dream while I hold out with defiance. If it doesn't coincide with spiritual law, then to the law I have no compliance. And my faith be my reliance. And my faith be so strong. Even in the face of those who say I'm so wrong. I was waiting on righteousness to drop inside of me for so long. And Pastor, I'm on fire now. See, I already got my heart's desire now. 
and all my heart of the one that was God in it. I asked God for the whole armor of righteousness. He gave it to me, and I put the whole suit on. And for all the negativity in my pathway, I even put a pair of boots on so I can kick them real fast. I can get them up off my path. Right now, it's somebody behind my back, backbiting and undermining me when they don't even know the half of my story. And even if they knew half of my story, they still wouldn't know half of my story. I'm just here to show that the end of my story will end in God's glory. So through poetry, I can kick any door down. God is first, I'm second, meaning God is leading me and I'm right behind him. And I expect you to see God and feel God every time I drop these poems in perfect timing. That's the only reason that I'm rhyming. I'm here to help destroy some of the negativity so God can start shining. This dirty black coal done turned into a diamond and my faith be so strong. Even in the face of those who say I'm so wrong, I was waiting on righteousness to drop inside of me for so long. So my words, can flow through your eardrums, bouncing up and down, creating its own rhythm and time with your heartbeat. I know I'm touching your soul when I speak because God sent me to send in you and create a new soul system. I find the devil and I hit him with verses that be on target. I'm way much more than a spoken word artist. I give truth testimony to help deliver you where I've been for a reason. I tell you not to worry about me. My righteousness will shine in due season. I'm more concerned about you, what it is you're going through, how I can help you get through whatever you're going through. And I'm here to call us all to some type of repentance. I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm not the one that's handing out the sentence. But my quest for all of us to see the face of God is a quest that is relentless. And let me mention I live by that age-old creed. If I can help you get to where you need to be, God will make sure I have everything I need. And my faith in that is so strong. Thank you. Amen, amen. Let's give uh, Mr. Tim Jackson another big round of applause. Amen, amen, amen. We thank him, we thank him, we thank him so much for coming and sharing a little bit of his story, his gift, and to let you all know that God works through a whole lot of stuff. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. So at this time, we're going to move right along with our order of services, and we're going to call for our Overseeing pastor to come forth that he may have words and open this altar. Amen. <laughs> oh, did you enjoy yourselves? I know I did. I would pay fifty dollars to to attend an event like that. What I heard today, and we all got it for free because all this was ordained by God. Come on, let's give God a hand <laughs> to that awesome speaker that used his gift and his talent 
Uh, this was a special day for our youth, and we want to thank uh, Elder Demetrius Hunter, our uh, youth pastor. We want to thank uh, Pamela Haynes and, and Kaylee McLean and all of the parents and grandparents and everybody that had a part uh, in this program. Uh, the parents have a, a, a just an important part in this program as any of the coordinators or anybody else. So we thank God for you uh, sacrificing and making time for these young people to prepare for this magnificent, uh, dynamic, fantastic, awesome performance. Let's give them another hand. We are... Uh, we're going to ask everyone to stand. If there be one today to desire to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, admit that you are going to believe that Jesus died and God raised him from the dead, confess your sins. Jesus died that we might have the right to eternal life. All we have to do is have that faith and make that choice to believe in him that he is the true and living son of God. If there be one, come on down the altar. I'm going to ask the elder to stand. I'm going to ask. I see uh, Evangelist Waddell and Dr. Paul here. That's Evangelist Elena Hunter. One of my cores out today. Is that all of our ministers present? Do I have another one out there somewhere? Got everybody? Okay. Did there be one that desire to become a part of this fellowship? You can come as a candidate for baptism. You can join by way of Christian experience, a watch care, a full membership. If there be one that desire to unite with the Lincoln Park Holiness Church, where we believe in God, power, preaching, sound doctrine, teaching, compassionate, reaching, and hallelujah praise. If there be one, the doors of the church are open. If there be any that desire special prayer, we ask you to raise your hand wherever you are. There be special prayer. If there be any that desire special prayer, raise your hand. If there be any that want a special touch, we ask you to come. If there be one that desire special prayer, then come on down the aisle. Let us pray. All wise, all powerful, and ever present God. We thank you for your omniscience, your all-knowing. We thank you for your omnipresence. You are everywhere all the time. We thank you for being omnipotent. You are all-powerful, all by yourself. And, Lord, we are so glad that we have an opportunity to worship you and be your children. We pray that you look down on every family, every child, every boy, every girl, teenager, young adult, and seniors here today. We thank you, Lord, that 
that you bless us from the cradle to the grave. We are so careful to give you all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. Life is so precious, and we know it's, it's just as a vapor. It can be here for a little while, but then it's gone. But, Lord, we pray that all of us can say that may the work that I've done speak for me. So, Lord, bless everyone. Heal who needs to be healed. Build us up where we have been torn down. Strengthen us where we may be weak. Lord, we pray that you continue to bless us and keep us. Keep us from all hurt, harm, danger, sickness, death, and disease. This is our prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' sweet name we pray. We ask everyone to say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We have a, a special dedication uh, that we have at the end of this service for the benediction. God is doing some awesome things. And to these young performers, I tell you, I enjoyed everyone, and they educated me. And to those little, little young men, I thought my mustache was thick, but they got something on me. I got, I got to get some of that stuff and put on mine to make it grow some more. But I was looking at them, some of those were babies that I held in dedication years ago and now they are up here giving presentations it's just amazing what god has done over the past few years and where is kennedy kennedy stand up that is who i call well one of our miracle babies He was born premature. The doctors and nurses, they did all they could. They even told the mother that it was best that she just give her up. And her mother, in tears and testimony, told the church that she just was going to keep faith and she was going to hold on and hold out to the very end. But God kept this child. You wouldn't have thought that she would have been able to go to school or anything or have the capacities of learning. She had some hard times and some struggles and a whole lot of therapies and all kinds of things, but we never stop praying. Look at her today. And I was in Portsmouth, Virginia at one of our churches, and I was preaching. I think she was about maybe two, three years old. And while I was preaching, she ran from the aisle and came up into the front of the church and started shouting in the aisle. And I had to tell the people in Virginia that I knew what was going on. She was praising God. They might didn't understand or know why the child was doing that. But God put something in her to come up there and give him the glory. And she's still giving the pastor and God the glory now. So I just had to say that. So parents, no matter where you are, let me tell you something. Lincoln Park Holiness Church is about loving people and helping community. Our main objective is winning souls. 
You are welcome to partner with us or help sponsor this ministry and broadcast with a donation. Please visit our website at lincolnparkchurch.com and click the Let's Give tab at the top of the screen. Feel free to leave comments. You can also download the Givelify app on your mobile phone and look for Lincoln Park Church. Cash app, hashtag Lincoln Park CRF. We are located at 13 Heath Street in Raleigh, North Carolina. God bless you, and we look forward to you joining us next week on NFI Radio and Catch the Wave from the number one radio station reaching the world of gospel music and preaching. I was lost in my own world, feeling really confused, didn't care about anything, I felt so abused. One day I looked up to where my help comes from, told the Lord about my problems, but it was already done. In the mix, NHD2 sound with tight acoustic pace. It's the NFI giving God the praise.
HD2. Call in, we've been expecting you. Catch the wave.
We get ready to go all the way back. I said all the way back. Somebody say all the way back. To the old landmark. She going to tell you what Jesus said.
just there to leave. I can hear the saints are singing. I can see cats with a rolling. Somebody leaving a world of torn and
HD2. Come on in, and we've been expecting you. Catch the wave. Yo, 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 yo. You're in the mix. Catch the wave on the NFI. Coming to you live in the studio of the NFI Gospel Network. The People's Station. Preach, preach, preach up. I know that's right. Can I get it in an amen? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Praise them. Holy Ghost DJ. It's your boy on the ones and tunes. Gospel flavor coming at you. 2027 Gospel Station. Keep it locked. That's how we do it around here. NFI, North Carolina, Georgia, California, New York, Seattle, Washington, around the world, in studio, NFI Gospel Network, the number one station in the world. Welcome back, welcome back, and thank you so much for catching the wave. Your number one gorgeous contemporary Christian station in the world. Look, we are so grateful and honored to bring to you great music like Pastor Shirley Caesar. And I pray that you've enjoyed the song so far that we played by Pastor Shirley Caesar. We've got more artists right here coming your way all day today. And those of you just locking in, you can join us on our website at NFI. Radio.com, or you can join us on Blog Talk Radio, and also you can dial in with your mobile phone. Simply dial 347-215-8049. Now, look, we've got some more artists that we're going to bring to you, and this next artist, I want to share with you who is by, but because I want you to do me a favor, I want you to call in. If you want to find out who this artist is, we're going to play about six or seven songs by him. And you can call at the number 984-733-3977. That's our 24-hour hotline number here at the station. That's 984-733-3977. And now, join this awesome artist as he come forth to sing to you right here on the NL5 Radio Gospel Network. God bless you. Catch the wave. Do you know Jesus? Can he make a way out of no way? Do you know that he can? Turn your midnight into day. He's done everything. Even changed water into wine. He's made a cripple walk. Even gave sight to the blind. Just when you think that he won't come, he shows up right on time. He'll make a way, he'll 
you make the 